0: what you need to know tiger woods is about three months removed from the car crash
1: that left him with serious leg injuries but he told golf digest that his life has been all about rehab and he says that this is, quote, more painful than anything I have ever experienced, end quote. When he was asked about when he might play again, he said he's not focusing on that, just wants to focus on trying to walk on his own once again. Meanwhile, the NBA announced that there will be enhanced fan code of contact, uh, conduct that will be vigorously enforced in order to ensure a safe and respectful environment. This is after the Knicks found themselves having to apologize to Hawk star Trey Young after learning that a fan spat on him during last night's game at Madison Square Garden. 76ers apologized to Wizards star Russell Westbrook for the behavior of a Philly fan who dumped popcorn on him during Wednesday's game. In NFL news, Adam Schefter reporting that free agent running back Todd Gurley is in Detroit visiting with
0: the Lions. I'm Deb Carson.
2: It's the full court
3: press. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies. The Jazz
5: Hey, what's going on? Hello, everybody. Welcome on into another edition of the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Aj Salvison, Intern Cody. Yep. Hi, it's good to be back. I uh, appreciate you guys taking care of things while I was gone.
6: No problem.
5: Um, yesterday, I had breakfast in Durant, Oklahoma. Nice. Choctaw Nation, Choctaw uh, Casino Resort mm-hmm. there for a convention. I had lunch in Dallas, Texas, and I had dinner in Salt Lake City. So it was a busy day. I would say so. Busy Seems kind of busy. That's all right. It's good. Um, yeah, I went to uh, a, a small broadcaster's convention. Uh, a lot of uh, broadcasters like us. All over the country, rural America, small operators, independent operators. So it was good. Sharing different ideas, learning from each other. I appreciated the time to learn from them. Uh, And then got home yesterday and uh, (laughs) just the way the timing worked out, the way that time my flight arrived, uh, flew into Salt Lake, started making my way north, made it to Brigham City, Mm -hmm. got out of the car that I was in, Hopped in the the car that my son was driving and drove back to Salt Lake <laughs> and got to watch the jazz game last night. Hey, what a game
6: It was fun to watch. What
5: a game and it was oh, I mean i've been I've been lucky to have been to a few games already this year, but there were sparse crowds. It didn't allow very many people there right. but last night it was it, it was a playoff game and it had the energy of a playoff game. Oh, it was so fun. It was so fun being there. Uh, it just there was so much energy in the crowd, the electricity. It just realized just how much you take it for granted from where it used to be. And that it's been a long time since we've had that. So it was a ton of fun. Uh, great crowd. Uh, I thought that the Jazz responded well against Memphis. They've got to figure out a way to defend John Morant better. Yeah, they do but they defended everybody else really quite well. Well, well enough, I should say. It's hard to say you defended a team well when you give up, what was it, 129 points? Yeah. So luckily they just had more offense than Memphis did. But uh, we can get into that a little bit later on here on the show. But um, yeah, it's pretty interesting what's going on in the NBA playoffs Uh, and uh, to see where things are and where they stand. Uh, jazz now, uh, even the Series won a piece. the attention now turns to Memphis, where the Series will head there on Saturday night, so we'll have the full game coverage here on the fan Saturday evening. Uh, game is at 8 p.m., I believe, Mountain Time.
6: I believe so. Let me double-check for you. If I'm
5: not mistaken. So, uh, another late night for the Jazz, but... Uh, certainly a lot of eyes were on Donovan Mitchell and how he was going to be able to do on the court last night uh, he went down a few times uh, and went to the locker room a little bit had a lot of people on the edge of our seats just wondering how healthy he really is after right. the whole hubbub about I'm ready to come back they held me back and then you know is he was he really ready to come back but look in the first part of the game he looked great. Yeah, he, he was did. aggressive. He was taking it to Dylan Brooks, totally negated Dylan Brooks and his effectiveness. Uh, I mean, he ended up having a decent night, mm-hmm. but but Donovan Mitchell really let everybody know what Donovan Mitchell can do uh, to opponents and how much that opened things up for the rest of the team as well. Yeah. Uh, and to taking the pressure off of Mike Conley and Joe Ingles and Royce O'Neal, and so... Just having another ball handler, somebody else who can initiate offense and create points when you need them made a big difference for the Jazz. So I'd love to hear from you, your thoughts about last night's game, where things stand in this series. Uh, Has it totally shifted into Utah's favor, or do they still have a lot of work to do? Uh, Now that Donovan is back, how much of a difference does that make? How worried are you about uh, John Morant and his ability to create and still break things down? Uh, And how much of a a challenge is he going to continue to be? 435-339-0321 435-339-0321 to join us here on the Full Court Press on our Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, and, and Cody, I'll admit I've been uh, out of it a little bit for uh, what's going on locally for a couple of days. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw I was able to check in on a few things nationally with the uh, with the playoffs, but um, I, I know that the while I've been gone in just the last few days, Utah State officially made it. Uh, official with
6: uh, officially made it official officially
5: made it official with a couple of Aggie basketball players uh, joining the, the ranks. We already knew they were coming. They already announced it on their own personal social media feeds and we already had the assistant coaches uh, telling us about them. But the the university itself made it official. Um, but also with Utah State football, the upcoming season, national uh, TV uh, uh, partnerships have been announced. Yep. And a few more of those got announced today with Fox. So uh, the other day it was CBS, and uh, today the Mountain West announcing their Fox partnerships. So kind of exciting to see how many games are going to be picked up on a national scale for Utah State and their, uh, the entire Mountain West.
6: You love that coverage. Uh, just to kind of go off of what you said, uh, Jazz game will be at 7.30 on Saturday on ESPN.
5: Oh, okay.
6: Yep. And multiple people are concerned about where you were, AJ.
4: I feel bad. I <laughs> I feel really bad. I feel really, really bad. But I'm here. Hey, welcome to the show, AJ. Oh, okay. AJ Salvison. Hey, in welcome back, Eric. You know, you take three days off, I thought I'd take six minutes off. Okay. <laughs> Two I don't know what you're listening to.
6: Your intro. That that's your his walk-up music? Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna play
4: every time he comes in late. Play it again. <laughs> I I missed it. Play it again.
6: There we go. Oh,
4: Great walk-up music. I know, right? That's really good, Cody. I like it. Just uh,
5: so you know. See, uh, I think we might need to work on that audio.
6: Yeah, it might be. It seemed pretty good when I recorded it.
4: <laughs> it seemed like a good idea when I started. <laughs> it was a bad idea after I was finished. Hi, Eric. Hi. How was uh, the Middle West State?
5: Uh, I was in uh, South. Uh, Southern part of Oklahoma, just past the, just north of the uh, Texas border. Um, It was fun. It was good. You know, one one of the days that we did, we had an excursion. We actually went to this place called the Endangered Ark Foundation, and it was a place where uh, there are a lot of circuses around the country that are that are not doing stuff anymore, and uh, they're they're shutting down. They're just not. You know, people aren't going to the circus anymore. And so a lot of those circuses who had like elephants, there's this place in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma, that is like a sanctuary for these elephants. We went to this place. We had a, a social, we had a dinner and they, they took us around. We got to meet the elephants, touch the elephants. Uh, there was a little baby, like eight months old. There was uh, like a, there different areas where they have their own places to hang out. I'm not kidding. You, like more than two dozen elephants in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma. It was pretty cool. That was fun.
4: And then you're going where next week? You'll be gone all next week. So yeah, I'm six minutes late, but forgive me. Eric's going to be gone all next week. <laughs> so I thought I'd take my six minute vacation right now. I apologize. <laughs> you'll I really take your, apologize. You'll
5: take your time. <laughs> you haven't been able have to breathe the last few
4: days. <laughs> no, we've had some great shows. Um, we'll have some great shows next week, too. Um, Steve Hansen, who just retired as the uh, baseball coach at Mountain Crest. Oh, he's retiring? Yeah, he is. I didn't know that. His son, Trace Hansen, is now the new head coach at Mountain Crest. Go figure, huh? Wow. Uh, which is great. Trace is top five in four or five categories in batting in the state history. Um, he's grown around baseball his whole entire life. It was an A-plus hire. That's the third great hire Mountain Crest has had. Chandler Smith for Mountain Crest basketball, I think is going to be a solid hire. Trace Hansen's a great hire. Coach Currens for is an incredible hire. Um, hopefully they'll be on the uprise with the other sports as well. But, uh, yeah, good kudos, hire.
5: kudos to Mountain Crest trying to, uh... Change things around a little bit. They've had a great history. Oh my gosh! But they've kind of been.
4: It's tailed off though. I mean, ever since yeah. that split with Ridgeline, and I, you can't really blame the split anymore. But you know, there was this point where they were pretty low on the on the poll, and, and I think they're building it back up. So Trace Hansen's the new coach. Steve Hansen will be live in the studio with us next Tuesday. We're gonna spend like an hour with him talking about his career and his time as a coach, and you know, the decision to step down. Their team took second place in the uh, in the state championship. Um. And then we're gonna have uh, soccer coach from Ridgeline. Who do we got? Coach Buchanan is, is gonna join us. Uh, Ridgeline won that state soccer championship. Got it. You gotta take talk soccer with the state champion. Yep. He'll join us as well. Ryan Zimmerman's gonna be in the studio with us. We'll have him on. Uh, we'll talk some uh, just some of his uh, pro ball career, his, his career at Southern Utah as well. Two scholarship athlete in baseball and football. So we'll talk that. So we got some great guests coming on next week. So we're excited. I mean, we'll miss you. No, you won't. Probably not, but you know, we have to say that anyway. <laughs> hey, uh, Eric, uh, wow. you're just talking about the football schedule. What are your thoughts? CBS, Boise State, Utah State, 10 a.m. on September 25th is pretty sweet. I'm excited about that. Uh, six other game, you no, know, five other games are on the CBS Sports Network, and then they have how I see what ten of our 12 games is it right or 11 of our 12 games are on national television. And the one that's not out of all the games is Washington State. Go figure.
5: <laughs> go figure. Yeah, I think that's exciting, and you know, certainly to is an early kickoff. We're not used to that, especially not here in Logan. Just
4: getting bullied.
6: I know you're getting <laughs> wrecked online right now, Aj what why I'm not I can't see
5: the text line that's
4: a good thing <laughs>
6: <laughs> no I, I mean I love the national coverage
5: for Utah State especially on a main network yeah that, that's really really that's cool awesome. um you know Fox announced their their lineups today uh, Utah State's got you know, several games on on FS1 um, or FS2 some are not yet uh, determined but um, exactly where they're going to land but it is exciting to see Utah state on these national uh publications uh, national uh, cable providers or different opportunities for people to see what Utah state's doing and i think there's still a lot of question really what what is this team going to look like this year yeah. you know yeah. Blake Anderson making that move uh, the super seniors the transfer situation is nowhere close the, to being
4: solved right who's the quarterback
5: <clears throat> um so some of these matchups may be more about who USU is playing than USU itself? Yeah, but uh, Utah State has an opportunity to, to show out. Like this is who we are. You, this is we're going to make this a fun game. And you thought you're going to tune in to watch San Jose, uh, <laughs> which is a weird weird thing to say. But uh, you're you're going to actually come away watching this uh, this Utah State team.
4: Yeah. I uh, by the way, I asked a question to our listeners yesterday. I want to get you. I want to get your just fan base opinion. By the way, nine four six three claims that I called everybody. He says, Eric, did you hear Object called all Cash Valley did cheap skates yesterday live on air? Here's, listen, Dad, here's what happened. Okay. <laughs> I what didn't ha- do it. I didn't do it. I didn't it was do AJ. it. Okay, so we had a conversation yesterday, and I want to ask you the first question. Would you rather have a morning game like 10 a.m., 1.30 afternoon slot, or a 7 p.m. game as a fan? Utah State football. Not as a media guy. As a fan, yeah.
5: Um, that's a ah, man. That's a good question. Um, I probably, I probably say seven p.m. That's right. That's right. Really. Yep. Followed by 1.30, and then a very distant third. No is kidding. 10-8. That's what I, I thought. I love
4: 10. I am no. so excited about morning games. No. This is going to be great. And you know what? There's oh. not one game listed for 8.15. That's nice. That is that a is miracle. Good. That is good. That is a miracle. Thank you, Fox and CBS, for actually having <laughs> some logical common sense. Thinking about the fans.
5: Well, I see a number of these games are going to be on Friday nights.
4: Yeah, four or five games on Friday nights, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have. Like, four of them are 5 p.m. starts, which is really great. Yep. A couple of those are home games. You have a 10 a.m. start, and you have an 11 a.m. start. That game's at New Mexico. Yep. So, this is great. That's, I, I that's love it. Pretty favorable schedule, yeah. Uh, Okay, we got to get to the text line here. If you want to text into the text line, 435-339-0321. Pretty sure I'll regret telling you all that. <laughs> uh, 5338 says, w- if I've said it once, I've said
6: it a thousand times, no butter on my popcorn, signed Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. <laughs>
4: <laughs> By the way, that was garbage from that fan. You know well, better. Not as bad as the Knicks fan. Yeah. Hucking a. Uh, hucking a loogie on him. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, dude, it hit 50 Cent too. Like 50 Cent sitting in the front row, and it hits him. If I'm 50, I turn around and knock the guy out and say, hey, will he spit on me? Right. Uh, let's see here. 9315. The show is not the same without you, AJ. The walk up musical sounds like music they would play after the Patriots. Loses their game this year. Oh, okay. Calm down. Uh, 2776. Oh, and AJ, they are. You have never been more right. Cheap. 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 That's a real. Okay. Here, here's what happened, Dad. Cheap, cheap. We, we, we were having a conversation. What does a
5: 10 a.m. kickoff have to do with being cheap?
4: Okay, so here's what we were talking about. We it led to the conversation. Are of— Are you ready to open what? this box again, RJ? <laughs> I know it. It lasted dude, like an hour. We yesterday. went for <laughs> like forty five minutes. I mean, we, wow. were to another, we went to another subject, and people were still texting in about it.
2: Wow. Okay.
4: Okay. So we talked. I remember two years ago when San Jose State came to Utah State. Utah State was, I guess, it was three years ago. Uh, ten and two on the season, or no, ten and one on the season. Final home game of the year against San Jose State before they go and play Boise State for a right in the uh, Mountain West Conference Championship game. Sunny day, partly cloudy around 58, 59 degrees. Beautiful day for football in November. 12,681 fans, give or take. 12,600 fans there. The That day, you sent out a tweet. That said, what is it going to take for you guys to go support a winning football team like this squad? And the uh, the replies to your tweet were just, I mean, down the list. It was a novel of replies. We came on the show on Monday, and we had that discussion, and we both asked the exact same question because I 1,000% agreed with you. And we heard comments like, well, you need to have better entertainment at timeouts, better entertainment at halftime. And you said something great. You said this offense is a high-scoring offense in the country with a quarterback who's leading the country in several categories. What exactly are you looking for in entertainment right now? And there was a bunch of responses like, you know, our kids are here. It's, it's a long day. It's three hours of football, this, that, and the other. And so I brought up the point yesterday. I said, so what is the issue? Is it the entertainment? And then someone said, well, you know, we want to see consistent winning seasons. And I said, okay, so time out. If I were to offer you a ticket, go back to that time and say, "Hey, do you want to come watch a ten and one football team against San Jose State in their final home game of the year?" You're gonna say no because they hadn't they didn't win last year, or you're gonna use the last three years before that as an excuse why you wouldn't go watch a game. And then, like when we nailed down the reasons, we got narrow and narrow to the one reason. It became that they just don't want to spend the money. They don't want to spend the money. Tickets are like seventeen to twenty. I believe I, I don't know single game tickets um, I don't know yeah I I don't know but I mean it really just came down to saying like maybe we're just cheap and I, I just we, so we, we reopened that bag we had that conversation and it was uh, it was a hot topic it was okay so my question is 10 a.m. versus Boise State on a Saturday afternoon in September on CBS um, What do you set the line at attendance at? 13,000? 13, 13 and a half? And you say under? Depends on how well they do. Boise will that.
5: send a couple thousand.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
5: They'll come down. They'll spend a night in our hotels in town. Eat in our local restaurants. Buy gas at our local gas stations. Okay,
4: what are you doing? <laughs> they take <laughs> our jobs.
6: <laughs>
5: No, uh, look before before I give that number. Can I just say that I I think I agree with your assessment that
4: you're about to hear it from these people. Now. I do care. I, 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 okay, I just want to make sure you know okay. because
5: it, it, it's just a it's an echo of the conversation that we had a few years ago. I'm not going to the a football game with one of the best football teams in the country with a guy that's going in the first round of the n f l draft because there's not good entertainment at the quarter break no don't give me that uh it's well it's two things the fan base isn't as big as many of us would love to believe, and two there are a lot of people who um are very conscious about how they spend their money. And I'm not putting people down for that because that's a really legitimate struggle. And it's just the, the fan base and population here is not all 100% behind Utah State football. And the hard thing for some people up on not campus is to realize that fact. Some people on that campus believe because you live here, you should be a fan, and you should buy the tickets and make the donations. That's not a reality. It's not true. It doesn't happen. But that being said, it is surprising when it is a great product, mostly one of the most exciting brands of football that we had seen ever, and it still couldn't get full. So, what is that arena going to look like? What's that stadium? How full is it going to be? I think there's still some people that don't know what Blake Anderson and this football team is going to look like this year. It is Boise State. That is a rivalry game. But is Utah State going to jack up the prices for that game? Because they know Boise is going to come in town to buy those tickets? Is that going to drive some people locally out of the market? Probably yes and yes. But I think it'll still be a full crowd. I think it'll still be a full arena. Hmm. I think some people are to the point where they pick and choose which games they can go to because they can't take their family to a full season. Yeah. Look, okay, kids, only a few games. If we're going to take four of us to a game, there's only a few games that we can do.
4: Yeah. Uh, A few texts have came in. Can I read them to you? Yeah. 9463, price isn't the issue. Tickets are free for students and students still get less than like 20% attendance. I feel bad for my students. I feel like we've dropped the ball a little bit on that
6: and I take responsibility as a student.
4: 9315. Why do the basketball games completely fill up when ticket prices are the same for or more for a basketball game than they are a football game?
5: Well, two things. There are more there are more basketball games, but it is a smaller arena. If we had consistently that same number of people coming to football games, we'd be complaining every Saturday. Yeah. Oh, we are only 10,000 people here. And it would look really empty. So I think that same group of people who's coming to the basketball games, they're the same ones coming to the football games. You're just not getting a lot of
4: extra people beyond that. Students included. I put the students in that group. Yeah. 632 I think USU needs to get their student section rowdy and loud and create a tradition that the rest of the community can get behind. Yeah, and I think the herd has tried that. I th- I
5: have to give them credit for trying and continue to make that effort. If anybody's got ideas, I know they'll be happy to hear them. But what does that mean? Designated crowd surfer? I mean, I don't know. Uh, but it, the mus has uh, become quite a force for the University of Utah. And a uh, group of students came together with the university support and have come up with some traditions to make it a good home Crowd for their student section. Make it fun to be a part of. And I think the herd is trying to do that, too. I don't, I'm don't, i not trying to take away from the herd. Then I, I think they are trying to do
4: that. 6294, short answer. The Aggies lost for 30 years. They lost a generation of fans. It will take several years, 5 to 10, of consistent winning to build that up. Also, we need to have a coach stay after success, like Chris Peterson stayed at Boise State for a while. Just my opinion and just win, baby. Go Aggies. Okay. Gary
5: changed the culture. Gary Anderson changed the culture. They became bowl eligible. They were competing for conference champions, championships. Matt Wells continued that tradition, was successful, went to bowl games, competed for conference championships. I, I, I totally get the losing a generation and being a pariah for 30 years. But look at what this program has done in the last 10. It, it's It's been a good program. Yes, it's had a down year or two. But by and large, it's been a successful program. So, consistently good program. I think it's it one year to the next.
4: Are we that short of a lifespan? 4781. Utah State basketball has always been better. People want to watch wins, not losses. More likely to lose 50% of the games in football. He's – they're not wrong. They win a lot in basketball. I get it. But even in 2018, when Utah State football was just, I mean, killing teams. I mean, it was 50 to nothing at half. Fans are like, nah, not interested. I don't want to go because
5: it's going to be a blowout.
4: Oh, my word. Oh, yeah, or the, the, the schedule. You complaint. can't win. Well, you're not playing anybody. It's our conference schedule. What do you want us to do? Hey – uh, Clemson, I don't know what you're up to, but can we switch channels? They stayed out, so we can play you guys instead. <laughs> Come well, on over here. Do you, do you show up to watch the other team, or do you go show out to watch and support your team? Two seven seven six students are way over twenty percent. Sick of people bagging on the student section as they've done. Wow. There, I mean th- that's a. I only bring that up because, and I wasn't
5: actually the one who brought it up, but I, I will. I'll add to that just because there is an issue with student sections across the country. It, it's not a, a unique problem for Utah State. Student attendance is is decli- has been declining. Yeah. So I mean, we'll get good crowds from students from some games, especially early in the year, but it's it's not always there. And so it, there's a lot of competing interests. Get it. It's just you know, is it is it more of a cultural thing to
4: do to go with your friends to go to the football game? Uh, nine four six three. Cody doesn't have to apologize on behalf of the students not going to the games, though. It's not the students collectively; not likely by football anymore. It's the product at fault. Stop trying to pin it on the consumer. <laughs> okay, well, when the product uh, was great, it's uh, it's still we yeah, have go back like, to trying to years say. ago. Yeah, that's what we're trying to say. Is like I. I mean, last year was a mess. I get it. Like, last year was an absolute embarrassment of a show. Yeah. It was embarrassing for the fans, for the athletics department, for the team, for the coaches, for us as a media. That was, embar- that was embarrassing for me to come in every Monday and be like, well, yeah, just didn't show up today. Or again, you know, for the third game in a row. I mean, we got But the it. year before that, it wasn't bad. No, 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 no. The they year still before went to a bowl was, game. Yes, they went to a bowl game. Um, and the year before that was great. 5-6-6-2. I've lived in Cash Valley all my life. I would consider myself cheap, and I have no problem admitting that. Not sure why others are so offended when that is mentioned as the reason why games aren't attended more regularly. I've heard many mention money as a reason to not attend games. To grow our program, it needs support. I agree. It needs support. And, here, and I'll, I'll say this. I, I think, especially during that 18 and 19 seasons, the athletics department... Tried to pin deals together. Hey, if you get two tickets to the football game, they'll be good for the exhibition basketball game tonight. Yeah. They did that, I think, a couple times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about it as a – I mean, and, and so they tried to put deals together or packages together where they would say, hey, look, this is going to make our ticket worth it. We're going to go purchase you know, $20 a ticket, but we're going to go watch a football game at 2 o'clock, go watch Craig Smith and the Aggies at 7 o'clock tonight. And it worked to a perfection. Yeah.
5: Right, and I get that, especially later in the year. There's overlap, like you have you have hard choices to make. Am I going to go to the football game today or to the basketball game tonight? And it's hard for some people, a lot of people, to do both. I get that, but that's I mean, I like know. I said, that's happening everywhere. And so the thing is for Utah State is it just it's a f- that fan base just isn't very big.
6: I, I, I kind of feel like for me as a student, I, I tried very hard to like recruit some of my friends who weren't as big of sports fans as my own to some of the games, especially the football games. And I got to say, um, the last couple times, they're like, oh, I don't know, I'll go to the BYU game or I'll go to the Boise State game. And uh, if I happen to drag them along and get that going for them... Um, after the game, we're we're leaving before the fourth quarter, and they're like, "I'm never doing that again because that was awful." I'm like, "Ah, oh, Frank, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah, it was, but it's not always like that." Like
4: nine three one five texting. We just need the prominent players of the team to do a kissing booth, but you're only allowed to be part of it <laughs> if you come to the game. We had to build a stadium overflowing with. Okay, never mind. We're not going <laughs> further. Stop! Stop! Stop. Yeah, four seven eight one. Football also needs to build bigger and better. Need to consistently get five or more players in the NFL each year. Improve culture so that people want to play here. Attract better prospects. That will bring more excitement. Dude, the NFL draft is just, that's out of their control. Don't, yeah. I mean, we've had some great players come through who didn't get drafted. They're unsigned. They're undrafted free agents. That's what it's called, right?
5: Yeah.
4: Um. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. About. Like, to get five or more players per year in the NFL draft, like, that's just, you're asking a lot. Right, right. I- I
5: mean, this is my two cents, and I don't get paid for it, and it's worth what it, you pay for it to get my two cents, which is two cents, which is nothing. <laughs> uh, you know, this it, it's a program that that has a very small fan base, and um, when you're trying to figure out football and, and basketball and growing that, especially football, where you've got a bigger arena, more seats to sell. Um, you know, it, it's about being involved in your community, being connected to your community. It is does the community feel a connection with that with that football program? With those that are running it? Or do they feel like they're just going around asking for money? They don't care about me, they just care about my money. Now, are they involved in the schools? Are they in the community events? Are they at the parades? And a lot of times they are. Yeah. You know, but how are the how are you treating your patrons? Are you just trying to milk them for more? Because your demands to meet your budgets are so high, um, it, 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 I know it's a tight line to walk. It, it's it's not easy. I I get that, and I'm glad I'm not in that position. But the community needs to feel connected and proud of of the product and the institution. And when there's that connection, you know, yeah, they're going to be happy to to do that. Gosh, I was just in Southern Oklahoma and, and they're just, they got a little out of the way, Southeast Oklahoma, something, something, whatever. And, and those people in these small little towns, they are so proud of that small junior college or D3, whatever. Uh, Do they get the crowds that we get in Logan? No, but man, they are so happy to tell you about their connection to their, their institution.
4: We got to take a break. You can keep keep the text coming. By the way, uh, 1181 says, Amen, Eric. He's been preaching this for years. Uh, Keep the text coming, 435 339 0321. Next up, we got a celebrity coming in the house, Olivia Taylor. The gal that made the incredible catch for Bear River in the state championship game that trended absolutely everywhere on every social media and every sports account is live in studio with us here, coming up next on The Fan. 1069 FM, 1390 AM. This is for those who always show they care. Who told their kids everyone 12 and older is eligible for a COVID vaccine. Those who explain to their cousins that vaccines prevent nearly 100% of hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19. This is for the ones protecting those they love. Thank you.
3: We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
0: Ladies, do you have your men's ring yet? We know that he got you the perfect ring, so let's get him one that will show how much you care. Such as a -a one-of-a-kind Damascus steel, his choice of camo, or an exquisite redwood inlay. And if you really want something out of this world, come check out our meteorite rings. For the largest selection of unique men's rings, make it special, make it Jerricks at 930 North Main in Logan. Jerricks, my jewelry. Make it special, make it Jerricks.
7: This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. It's time for our annual spring event. This is an event 51 years in the making. Stop by this Saturday and say big on kitchen packages and GE Appliance deals for the whole house. We just received in a new load of scratch and dents from Whirlpool and GE, plus a freezer blowout. Enter to win a drawing for a freezer and get balloons for the kids. Listen for the live radio broadcast Saturday. That's the huge spring event at Daryl's Appliance, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road.
2: This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. I think that they should do weight division, like boxing, heavyweight, light, heavy, if you had weight divisions, and let's say those over 235 pounds are in the heavyweight division, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody, probably in the world, faster than DK Metcalf at that, at that sign. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio,
3: 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390
5: AM. The Fan. Great tune, by the way. That's good stuff right there, huh? Eric France and Aj Salveson here on 106.9 The Fan. And uh, it, what's awesome, Aj? We always love doing this and
4: celebrating
5: champions.
4: And uh, I'm more in it because like the, the celebrity status that's in. I mean, because <laughs> a lot of people know you. That's I mean, that's I mean. But you're not. I wouldn't call you a celebrity. i uh, like a um,
5: D-list or uh, yeah, E-list. A ton or of people F-list. know me,
4: but it's not because I'm popular. It's because I'm well-known. There's a difference. Popular means you're known and you're liked. Well-known means just that you're known. They don't have to like you.
5: That liked part is but uh, always Taylor a challenge is, for you. But Olivia is like
4: admired, honored, and she's probably like worshiped in Tremont right now based <laughs> on that like spectacular play. I've made a lot of great catches in my life, Eric, in, in softball and baseball, my literally career. And I probably would have been trending on Twitter too had we had Twitter back then. But we didn't, and nobody knows about him, and that's unfortunate. <laughs> but I feel like now. I feel like now, you know, if I would have made those catches, it would have been amazing. Right now, joining us here, uh, part of the Bed River State Championship softball team. Surprise, surprise, Bed River wins it again. Olivia Taylor, who made a fantastic catch as part of that state championship run. Olivia, thank you so much. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Okay, so... Um, you probably get this question a lot. I mean, you've been on like what Jimmy Fallon, Dave like what, Jimmy Kimmel live and all that. Oh no. (laughs) What has the last week been like for you, like especially social media wise?
1: It's just been a whirlwind. I did not expect it to blow up as much as it did. And the first night after being on SportsCenter and that, I was like, Oh, it's gonna stop there and it just (laughs) kept getting bigger and bigger. So it's just been crazy.
5: Okay, so for those who may not have seen it, which seems odd that no one would have seen it, but set up the play that has gotten so much attention.
1: Okay, so basically uh the girl at the plate hit a home run and it was a just a line drive shot kind of over my head a little bit and so I just ran straight back going you're towards you're playing the f- what,
5: center field? Yeah,
1: I'm playing center field, ran straight back towards the fence and ended up kind of jumping over the top of the fence and catching it midair.
5: So you catch it midair, you're like stretched out
4: back. Yeah, I was stretched
1: out, my left hand was over the back, kind of I landed straight on my flat on gonna, my back.
4: Did it hurt?
1: Um, in the moment, I was pretty excited about it, so I didn't really notice how bad it hurt until the next day when I was really sore. <laughs> <laughs> like, I
5: didn't know I had muscles in those
1: places.
4: Did you realize you caught it? Like, I mean, because the, like, the way your feet catches the fence and the way you land, it is like, boom, boom.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is I could kind of feel it hit my mitt, and so as soon as I hit the ground, I was like, just squeeze it, don't drop it. That would have been the worst thing ever, <laughs> to drop that. So I was just glad I caught it.
5: What was... Uh, so, who were you playing that day?
1: We were playing Tooele in the state championship. It was the
5: state championship. What was the situation in the, the game? Do you remember? Were they up? Were you yeah, up? Yeah, so
1: we, we were up 4-1 to one in the bottom of the fourth inning. We had two outs. So, that was the final out of the inning.
5: Nice. And so, you just had uh, uh, really one of their chances. They're trying to get back into it. Right,
1: yeah. It would have been a momentum changer had they uh, got that home run, I think. So,
4: Vince Gooley. Bleacher Report, SportsCenter, ESPN.com, BaseballAmerica.com, USA Women's Softball, all these places just like playing your highlight. What was the one, maybe if someone reached out to you or where you saw the highlight, or you know, by some social media account, what was the one account that made you think, oh my gosh, this is really, I holy cow. I think just
1: my initial, the very first one was Sports Center, just seeing it put, posted on Sports Center, and then seeing it on like the ESPN top plays that night. It Kind of set in, and oh, I was like, Oh my gosh, two, right? Yeah, number two,
4: underrated, too. Yeah, it got, it got snubbed. <laughs> I was really unhappy. I haven't watched Sports Center since.
1: <laughs> I'll take it.
4: <laughs> well, uh, it's certainly, the um,
5: when that happened, and just you're able to celebrate with your teammates. Uh, and then when did you first catch when this was starting to go viral?
1: Um, kind of when we got home, we got off the bus. And I was just hopping in the car to go home, and my buddy had t- one of my teammates told me, "Hey, you're on SportsCenter," and I just thought it was a joke. And I was like, "Don't joke with me. That's not that funny." Like, <laughs> you know, I would love that. And so she told me and showed me, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Finally, I don't think it really set in for about an hour or so until I talked to a couple people, and I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> <laughs> that
5: is so cool.
4: You uh, you win your 10th state championship as a school. In softball. That's tied with Twilla and Manti mm-hmm. for the most winningest softball program in state history in softball. That's amazing. What has it been like for you to be a part of such a winning program, and who do you give credit to?
1: Um, I have to give credit to my teammates and our coaching staff. They're the best around. I've loved having the girls that I've got to play with the past four years and having the coaching staff that we do. Coach Bingham does a really good job with the program, and he knows what he's doing. So we're just super excited every year to have him as a coach and to have the teammates that we do that support everybody.
5: Have you had a chance to to uh, have any celebration at the school to celebrate the championship?
1: Uh, we actually had our team banquet last night, so that was really fun to just celebrate and end on a good note.
4: Ten to zero in region, twenty eight and six overall. Like that is complete domination. Is something that you guys are very very used to. What is it about the consistency of this softball team year in and year out that you guys can just I mean go through region the way you do and then go into a state tournament with really good competition around the state and four A and still be able to come out on top?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing is a lot of us do travel ball in the summer, too, and that helps a lot. But even just in general, Coach Bingham comes in with the mentality of that we're going to the state tournament each year. And so I think just having his mentality and his confidence in the team really puts it in everybody else's head that that's what we want.
5: Well, As we've detailed, uh, Bear River has a, a tremendous history of success with softball. When you were playing growing up, did you have that sense, like, I, I want to be a part of this really successful program? And then how different was it when you were playing competitively as a younger kid or rec league or whatever, and then all of a sudden you start to get to the high school level, how different was it being in far in, involved with a program like that that had such consistency and, and competing at a, such a high level for a long
1: time? I think the, the biggest thing is it's just the excitement, like the buildup to it. I remember my seventh and eighth grade years i was just always so excited to be a part of the softball team on my freshman year and we actually won it my freshman year and i didn't really play varsity or any of that but it was just fun to experience that and to have that so going into this year we've all us seniors knew how it felt to win a state championship but it was even more different to actually play and be a contributor to the team
4: you're a senior right yeah this is it for you Mm -hmm. how does it feel to be uh done with softball at bear river
1: Um, it's super bittersweet. I've loved the past four years and just enjoying the girls and the the coaching staff. It's been so fun, such a ride. And just to finish on that kind of note makes me so happy. What's next? Um, I'm going to go play softball out in Twin Falls in Idaho at CSI. Oh, good for for you. So
4: I'm super excited for that. That's awesome. And you mean the outfield again? Uh, I'm hoping so. (laughs) Hey, can I ask you, do you like the fences like that? Like, what is it? Like a paper plastic fence or whatever? Like, I mean, that... They're smaller, but yeah, they're flimsy.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, for that kind of play, I don't think I would have been able to do that had it been a, I mean, maybe a chain link fence or something taller. But for that kind of play, just to be able to know that, like, if I hit the fence, I'm not gonna get hurt too bad. So uh, that was happy for me. You I guess it how was a good cool thing that is, right? Like,
4: you... you- you leaped over a fence to catch a home run ball. Like, you, do you understand how cool that is?
1: <laughs> yeah, that I am super nuts. excited. You can see in the video, I get pretty excited after realizing I actually made the play.
4: What's it been like for mom and dad too?
1: Um, I think they're just super excited for me. They're always my biggest supporters and biggest cheerleaders, so they've just been super happy for me and for all of this.
5: So, um, what's the what is the makeup of this team coming back? I mean, is there a chance that the the Bear River gets a chance to repeat with uh, who you've got coming back?
1: Um, I think they, they'll have a good chance. We've got a good incoming freshman class coming in next year, and just the younger girls this year, a lot of them are really good and really know what they're doing, so I'm super excited to see their success, successes in the next couple of years. I think they'll do a great job. I love
6: you. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was
5: just going to add to that just that uh, you alluded to you know, the, the coach and the coaching staff that, that makes this happen, but it's more than them. Right? I mean, right. To make a successful program, it takes the hours of dedication by the players, mm-hmm. the parents getting you to practices, to venues, to different events. It takes a lot of people to make this happen. So uh, I think they deserve as much of a shout out as anybody.
1: Right. They do. I agree.
4: What, uh, I guess, for you, who do you want to thank? I mean, you're, all, you're on radio, thousands of people listening all over the valley and Caymont. Um, um,
1: I definitely want to thank my parents. They've been my biggest supporters the past four years, and they've done everything possible to help me have successes, and especially all my coaches, not just the high school coaches. I have coaches that uh, help me competitively on my team and just my private coaches. I have a hitting coach. I love her. She does everything for me and is my go-to, and just my teammates the most. They have been – I mean, as you said, we can't win without the girls and the attitude that they have and the drive that they wanted to win, so I'm super grateful for them also.
5: Do you feel like the sport of softball is still strong? I mean, it's uh, um, certainly at a place that has a lot of success. People get excited about playing the sport. But do you see some places where maybe in your time of playing it, maybe it's not quite the same? Or has it always been pretty competitive where where you've gone?
1: Um, most of the time when I've seen it, I think it's been pretty competitive just playing in summer ball. Summer ball is always a super fun time. And to have that experience and to be able to travel and do travel ball, I think it's a pretty competitive sport. What's
4: your favorite softball team? I mean, like in college, is there a team you watch the most?
1: Um, I watch a lot of Oregon.
4: Really, I to watch them? Yeah. Okay, Oregon. Thing like Alabama, Oklahoma, UCLA. Oregon's a good one. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, is uh, it, it you've played center field? That that's right. You like being in the outfield?
1: Yes. Uh,
5: and is that where you've always been? Or I know, growing up, you get moved around a lot as coaches right. try to figure out what your strengths are, what mm-hmm. their needs are, but. Uh, what's it been like for you and kind of in that journey and trying to figure out your, your best natural position for your ability?
1: Yeah, so when I was little and I started comp ball around like 9 or 10, I started as like a catcher and shortstop, and I played that for probably two or three years, and then I switched to a team that was actually from Bear River, and they needed an outfielder, and so uh, my coach, Casey Gibbs, put me in center, and that's just kind of where I've stuck. I started there, and I loved it there, and I did a, I think I did a pretty good job, and so that's just where I've grown up playing is really I've stuck to the outfield and had, had success there, so that's where I've stayed.
4: Olivia Taylor here, joining us on the full court press, we made it a fantastic catch in the state the state championship. Part of the Beverly State Championship softball team, uh, their 10th state championship in softball school history, which by the way again ties Mantite and Tuwilla for the winningest program in state history in softball. That's amazing. Hey, uh, I'm playing my first softball game tonight in nine years. Uh, they were going to put me a catcher, but I convinced them to put me in the outfield. Um, I don't know if I can leap over the fence. What advice would you give to me (laughs) to hit the rise ball, though, at the plate if it's coming?
1: Uh, The rise ball gets me a lot of the time, too. So (laughs) I don't know if I'm the best help on that, but keeping your hands high. (laughs) (laughs) I love
5: it. When it comes to approaching the plate, uh, where were you in the order, and and, uh, how would you describe your your style?
1: Uh, So this year I was the two-hitter, so a lot of the time my job is just to move our lead off and get her at least to score or move her around a second. So a lot of the time I would either bunt or just try and get a base hit in a gap.
4: How hard is it to bunt in softball? Because it feels so short.
1: Um, I've always enjoyed bunting. When when I played competitive ball when I was younger, we had a, our team, that's what we spent most of the time doing. So I've always felt like I'm a pretty good bunter and done well at that. I didn't do as well in the state tournament this year, bunting as I wish I would have, but normally I do a pretty good job of that.
4: What's the hardest pitch to hit in softball? Is it the rise ball?
1: Um, I would say yeah, laying off a rise ball that's over your head, oh, I struggle man. with that. <laughs> I
4: tomahawk that stuff, swinging bun every time. <laughs> uh,
5: do you? It, this actually reminds me of um, another question I was going to ask. But do you do you watch baseball much?
1: Um, or do I you don't mostly watch...
5: stick to the softball.
1: I I don't watch a ton of baseball, no, but.
5: I, the reason I asked that is just we're seeing this trend in baseball where it's swing for the fences or nothing else. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't manufacture runs, you don't advance the runner, you don't steal bases, and uh, it just—it's either the home run or nothing. Right. And softball, it seems like it—it it could have that aspect to it, but it, it's not quite there. And mm-hmm. Do you see it maybe following baseball's trend, or do you think just it, it's a different game?
1: Um, I still think that there's a lot of short game. Especially Coach Bingham, I think he's really big on short game, and he loves to throw that in because I think it's hard to defend as a team if you can be a good hitting team and then also have short game in between that. I think it's harder to be able to defend a team like that. So I think it's still important to have that in in your lineup.
4: Have you hit a home run in in high school softball for you?
1: Have I? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, do you remember your first one and what that was like?
1: Um, My first one in high school, I hit one probably sophomore year. I think it was... Mm, I'm not sure. It could have been... I know I hit one in the Bountiful game, but I don't know if that was my first one. Hmm. We played Bountiful at home for playoffs.
4: Did you have any this year?
1: Um. Yes, I had three this year.
4: Nice. That's impressive. Like, I mean, because, like, the, just the distance between home and pitching mound is very short. And like you said, like, it's a rise ball or a changeup or whatever they throw. And to put that thing over the fence is not any... I mean, people are like, oh, that looks so easy. It's not. It's super, super hard to hit a softball and, and put one over the fence. Yeah, I, for me, I guess I should say. You has that you're like, no, it's not. No, there no, no. <laughs> batting
1: 350. <definitely.
4: 350."
1: laughs> <laughs> no, that's not me. I just I guess my approach at the play is to just try and hit a ball hard and not not getting that mentality of hitting home runs, because if your batting average is higher, I think that's more important than hitting a home run.
4: What's the most underrated part or what's the hardest part that people don't think about in the game of softball?
1: Um the hardest part That's a hard question. I think probably, I mean, I'm not a pitcher, so I'm glad I don't have to deal with the whole pitching aspect. I'm sure that's very hard, but uh, hitting, I think, is just more so a mentality thing, which can be hard at times, and I know I can struggle with that at times, but I also think I do an okay job at that. And outfield-wise, I think some girls kind of think it's easy just to read a fly ball, but I also think that that could be hard for some people.
4: I have bad eyesight. I told my guy tonight, I was like, coach, don't put me in the outfield tonight. If you do, we're we're done for we So like you just asked to be in the outfield. <laughs> I, I did. But at the same time, I can't see the ball coming out.
5: I don't want to be the catcher. But I don't want to be the catcher.
4: Because the catcher, because <laughs> no one cares about the catcher.
5: Also, don't put me in outfield. If I'm the
4: pitcher, I'm gonna get a line drive at my legs, and I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm done for tonight. Well, Olivia, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thanks for tonight. having really me on. Appreciate the show. You. Congratulations to you and your team well deserved the recognition and the honor especially the state championship very happy for you all thank
1: you i appreciate that yeah the
4: viral video that's just gravy on
1: top oh that's crazy yeah that, that's Vin just scully the tweeted that out Vince scully yeah i i i've been mind blown by the whole situation and i still am
5: very cool very that's deserving awesome. congratulations thank you awesome you got to celebrate with the team hopefully there's a little bit more celebration that could go on i don't mean we're near the end of the year but i know you guys <laughs> we'll have see. your end of your like school parade right that you guys do uh like a-
1: yes we graduate next thursday on june 3rd and i think we'll do a motorcade either that day or the day before i'm not sure what the schedule is but the seniors will be doing something like that
5: nice so hopefully the town comes out shows out and uh, cheers you guys on and mm-hmm. celebrates especially yes. those seniors
1: right
4: olivia you're the best thank, thank, you. thank you so much that was awesome thanks so much appreciate you all right we'll wrap up the first hour of the full court press coming up next
0: Bring on summer during the Memorial Day sales event at your Utah Honda dealers. Unlike the competition, your Utah Honda dealers are loaded with new Hondas. And with used cars in high demand, your trade-in has never been worth more than right now. Save with 0% financing on select new Honda models. Honda is the most fuel-efficient automaker in America and most awarded brand of the last decade. The Memorial Day sales event at your Utah Honda dealers. See utahondadealers.com. An event months in the making. Fisher Home Furnishings prepares for their Memorial Day sale by talking to every big brand name they carry. Looking for the absolute best values? Save $200 to $1,400 on any Certa Perfect Sleeper or iComfort mattress. Unsure which is the best mattress for you? Fisher's is the only place in northern Utah who can offer a free sleep diagnostic test for the perfect mattress match. You'll sleep perfectly on your new Certa, knowing you have the best mattress at the best price. Fisher Home Furnishings Memorial Day Sale. Shop in-store or anytime online at fisherhf.com.
1: If you live in the south end of the valley, no doubt you've noticed the historical Hiram Granary taking an important role in our new Cash Valley Bank location. I'm Catherine Buse, Branch Manager. Keeping in touch with our history while looking to the future is part of Cash Valley Bank's mission. Hiram is Cash Valley Bank's seventh location in the valley. Join us for food and giveaways as we celebrate our Hiram Branch grand opening June 26th. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC.
8: Better weather, longer days, and the urge to get outside. Spring has sprung. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical, and we'd love to help you scoot into spring and enjoy $200 off our high-quality scooters. Bringing wellness home is our motto, so also enjoy $200 off our best-selling lift chairs. For locations and information, visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Alpine Home
1: Medical, we
6: bring wellness home.
8: Visit alpinehomemedical.com.
0: It's the one and only Al's Sporting Goods Outdoor Expo Sale. Memorial Day savings for the entire summer for the entire family. Thousands of firearms and you won't find them lower. Can't find ammo? Al's has an entire truckload, all calibers. You know Al's is the biggest Vortex dealer west of the Mississippi. Crossfire Scope 119, Diamondback Vinox 149, Vortex T-shirts nine bucks, Camo shirts five bucks, Trail cams twenty nine, Gerber multi-tool ten bucks. Rarely on sale, Sims and Reddington fishing gear save twenty percent. Camp Chef smokers three ninety nine. Liberty Gun saves prices Al's can't even mention. Nobody does Memorial Day weekend like Al's Sporting Goods. Every sport, every season.
3: The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
5: Eric
4: and Ajay Salvison. Dude, she is so... Intern Cody. I'm she back. She is so eloquent. Like, I mean, and and I love high school kids. Don't, don't get me wrong. I love interviewing them, get a chance to know them. But the way she answered those questions, it's like she's been doing interviews for, like, all four years. Like, she wasn't even... She was great. Yeah, she answered the questions great. We asked her some different questions. You know, maybe simple, basic questions about the game of softball, because you or I are not really familiar with it. Um, and she was wonderful. I, Olivia Taylor has got a great, bright future ahead of her. And the- Mr. and Mrs. Taylor should be very, very excited and proud of her. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And
5: congratulations to everybody on that oh, uh, man. Bear River Softball. Ten team. State
4: Championships. The Eric. coaching staff. Come on.
5: Everything that goes into that, the administration for their support, all the parents and Mr. Everybody Van else Park.
4: involved. Yeah, I mean all everybody, everybody involved. What yeah. an incredible, incredible run by Bear River. A Ten and 0 in Region, twenty eight and six overall, running through the RPI rankings like it's nothing. I mean, it's just domination. Again, to a beat to will of one of the higher programs like Bear River in the four A softball. Uh, regard is, is just awesome, Eric. Yeah, very cool.
5: Uh, coming up next hour, we'll get more into uh, the NBA playoffs and what happened, what we oh. saw last Woo. night from the Utah Jazz and some of the other games that took place. we got our pick six coming up this next hour. Uh, if you want to continue to weigh in on the previous conversation we had earlier about being cheap or whatnot, <laughs> or however you want to classify <laughs> it,
4: you look at me like, <laughs> should I say it? <laughs>
5: it? Cheap! Uh, feel free to text into our Guild Mortgage text line
2: 435-339-0321 if it's appropriate. We'll read it on the air here on 1069 <laughs> the Fan. As- I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Knicks and Hawks probably aren't going to the NBA Finals. New York plays hard, but just not talented enough, and Atlanta's still young. But their matchup might be as intense as any first-round series this year. The Knicks beat the Hawks last night in the Garden to even this series at a game of peace. The crowd at Madison Square Garden had a major impact. We'll see if the same thing happens when the Hawks have the home-court advantage coming up. Both teams finished the season with the same record, and it feels like the series is wide open. What makes it interesting is their contrasting styles. The Knicks could be described as gritty under coach Tom Thibodeau. They play tough and have veterans like Julius Randle and Derrick Rose. The Hawks are more of a finesse team, led by their brilliant guard Trey Young. But when they go cold from the field, like they did late last night, they don't have much to fall back upon. Now the series shifts to Atlanta. But you get the feeling this series could easily go seven games. I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise. Golfer Ricky Fowler, baseball legend Steve Garvey, former quarterback Carson Palmer, all talking about the relief they're getting from Level Select CBD, sports creams, and roll ons. They use Level Select CBD because it works, and now you can too. As our newest sponsor, Level Select CBD is offering our listeners a great deal 30% off your order. Go to levelselectcbd.com, promo code DAN30. 30% off levelselectcbd.com, promo code DAN30. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. 20 years ago odyssey changed the putting game when they introduced the white hot insert now the most iconic most played most sought after putting insert of all time is back in the new white hot og white hot og has the same mythical combination of sound and feel and performance as the original but with modern upgrades that are available in classic head shapes like the two ball the rossi and the number seven white hot og legendary then iconic now see the new lineup at
4: they can put your logo on it because that's what they do at The Logo Shop. They can put your logo on anything from pens and mugs to golf balls and clocks. The Logo Shop is also the place for your team shirts and uniforms. So if your team wants to look good, call The Logo Shop and order your team uniforms today. Colors, logo, and everything else looking just like you want it to. Get your team shirts and uniforms from The Logo Shop. Call them to get a bid or just drop by 40 South Main in Logan.
0: The Logo Shop. The Logo Shop. The Logo Shop.
4: This is for those who always show they care. Who told their kids everyone 12 and older is eligible for a COVID vaccine. Those who explain to their cousins
0: that vaccines prevent nearly 100% of hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19.
4: This is for the ones protecting those they love. Thank you.
3: We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and online at 106.9thefan.com.
0: We are And here's what you need to know.
5: NBA postseason continues in about 30 minutes from now with Milwaukee at Miami against the Heat. Bucks up in the series, two games to love. Suns and Lakers tonight, also Nuggets and Trailblazers from Portland.
2: That series is tied at one apiece. Major League Baseball. Baez bounces one to third, picked by Gonzalez, the long toss, it pulls the man off the bag, and Baez trying to stay in a rundown long enough, and now sliding in the plate is safe. I don't believe this. The Cubs just got a run on an amazing play by Javier Baez. Baez is gonna go to second base now as the throw gets away. He slides at second, he's safe. The ball bounces away again. The Cubs have scored an unbelievable run
0: on a play by Baez.
5: Cubbies Radio Network, they beat the Pirates
0: 5-3. San Diego loses at Milwaukee in 10-6-5. Phillies 3-2 winners over the Marlins earlier today. I'm David Gascon.
3: It's the full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it.
0: Merrill for the lead. he got-
3: it's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and AJ Salveson. I'd hate
4: to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manager, a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like...
3: The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390
5: AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, AJ Salveson, intern Cody here as well. Good to be back in the studio. Good to be back with you guys, after a couple of days away. And I'm going to be here for, well, tomorrow, and then I'm going away again.
4: <laughs> R.I.P. As two seven 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 or two seven seven six asked, could you take me with you? <laughs> and I think they were being serious, Eric.
5: Yeah, we'll just throw you up on top. You know, get some straps. Because we'll get the car itself throw in is the trunk. full.
4: Throw them but... in the trunk. Hey, if we get rear-ended, don't worry. Yeah. Uh. Pass so long you just hang on tight. Just pass me the Cheerios. You know <laughs> That's gonna be fine. <laughs> we'll
7: stop
5: every now and then for a potty break.
4: Uh, we got pick six coming up in this hour. We have uh, we we finished up a discussion that we actually carried over from yesterday, which was the ticket conversation about why fans don't go to football games, and you have various um, reasons and thoughts and ideas. And oh, we're not connected to the internet. Yeah, you are. Never mind. Um, and then. But someone read out a text, or yeah, uh, from two four one seven. Cody, do you want to read that for me? Yeah, I got you. Uh, Eric is right to a degree
6: when it comes to community support, but we also don't live in an area where it is the thing to do on Saturdays anymore. The tailgating rules and the fees kill the fun. We are too small to overcome the regulations. Also, it is not the religion of the area like in LSU or Alabama. Uh,
5: I yeah. It's that last point. That's absolutely true. Um, uh, actually, in my time in Oklahoma, just the other day, uh, they were talking about. Then there's two high schools that, that face each other. I believe this is just outside of Oklahoma City. They play their annual game is in a stadium the size of the one here in Logan, eighteen thousand people.
6: That's crazy. And
5: there are eighteen thousand people inside the stadium watching the game. And another eighteen thousand outside tailgating and listening to the game, um, and you're right. It is, it is a religion for a lot of people. The cathedral of the football, um, and uh, that's it is a really big deal uh, for some cultures. And it's 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 not that here. Um, it, we've believe me. Over the years, I've had people. We've we've gone over this this very topic many different times, different ways. And I've had people call into the show and say, you know, we're a very industrious people, we're hardworking, and on Saturdays, we're out burning ditches. And I get that some people, that is what they do and what they have to do. But what I'm, I guess, a little surprised at is, after so many years talking about this, and especially over the last 10 years, when it has been a successful football program, and by that I mean a team that's going to bowl games. Have they won a conference championship? No. But they're, they're by and large, they're more successful than they're not. Yes, there's been a few down years here and there. But during this time, during this modern era of football, the fan base has ebbed and flowed a little bit. The, the product on the field has, has improved faster than the fan base has grown. Um, would we like to see it grow more? Absolutely, sure. Uh, our are there people that are just you know not going to go no matter what? Sure. They have other priorities. And look, I'm, those aren't the people that we're trying to convince, I guess. Um, but though, to some degree, you'd like them to sample it. And if they have fun and it's a good experience, they come back for more. But um, I, I, it's an ongoing battle. And I'm glad I'm not in that arena where I, that's part of my job. I don't get paid to try to rally people to go to Utah yeah. State football games. yeah. I mean, to be honest, I should be doing the opposite to try to convince you to listen to my broad our broadcast. yep, but look, we enjoy what happens when there's good football. and we want to see good football, and seeing it and experiencing it in person is different than watching it on TV the The, the problem is, this is not unique to Logan. This is a problem everywhere. This is even a problem in professional leagues because this the television screens are so big and in such high definition. It's so easy to watch a game and experience a game in high definition in a closer view than it is in being there in person. I yeah. can get snacks when I want. I can go to the bathroom when I want, not have to wait in line. I don't have to have that... that weird guy who might smell kind of funny in the seat that in front of me. <laughs> you
6: don't have to call me out like that. That's kind of stuff.
5: So it, it, yes, it's a different experience watching it at home than it, than it used to be, but watching... I'll go back to what happened last night. I'm there with my three boys. I'm at Vivint Smart Home Arena and that crowd was electric and I'm not close to the arena to the, the court. Uh, I should say I'm not close to the court, but being there with those many fans and experiencing it together is so awesome. It's so fun. It, uh, we couldn't replicate that in my own house watching it together on our on our couch. So experiencing a game together with other fans and some guy makes a comment behind me that just cracks me up. You know, I wouldn't get that if I'm sitting at home and I'd be able to you know talk trash with other people around me and uh, it it's it's a different experience being able to be there in person. I get it. It's hard for some people financially to be there for every game, but I think that there are people in the uh, at the at the university, in their administration, and they're in their programs, who probably could do a better job of connecting more with the community than they're doing.
4: Nine four six three. I'm willing to bet the attendance numbers spike on those Friday night games. Great idea. Well,
5: um, Aj, I. I will put ten dollars down right now for people who are going to complain that those are games on Friday nights. Because, <laughs> well, that's sacred for high school, and we were competing with the high school games. If there aren't, how I have to choose? Am I going to go support Ridgeline, or am I going to go watch Utah State? Don't tell, don't complain to me if there aren't people there because we're going to the high school. Games. Is that
4: a legit argument? It's probably one of the more legit arguments you could probably hear, though, right? I mean, a, a mom and a dad want to go see their son play, but. I mean, or want to go watch Utah State football game, a big one on a Friday night. But their son plays at Ridgeline High School, and they want to go see their kid play. I mean, I see the valid argument there. That's probably the first valid argument I've heard for a Friday night game.
5: Look, it, it is, uh, and you are competing, and um.
4: And then people who want to listen to the broadcast here on the Cash Valley Media or radio, they they want to listen to Al Lewis's pregame too. It's going to be tough,
5: right? You have to make a tough choice, but. Uh, It gets back to really how big is this fan base Yeah. where if there's a high school game in town, it's going to dramatically affect the Utah State football game. If it was a big Utah State fan base, it shouldn't matter. Okay. It shouldn't matter. Okay.
4: That's a good point. 9315, I was talking to someone and they said their wife don't like the football games because it's outdoors. They want to be indoors for basketball much warmer in October and November. Uh, unless you want to donate around $23 million for a new dome, <laughs> yeah. we're going to be outdoors. I uh,
5: won't even scratch the surface. For
4: every game. Yeah, absolutely. Outdoors.
5: Coats, hand warmers, blankets.
4: Uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump to uh, 9948's text. Eric, last night the Jazz beat the Grizzlies. And 9948 says, it's great the Jazz won last night to tie up the series. I do have a major concern moving forward. The lack of defense from the Jazz is going to be a real problem. And last night, in the third quarter, for the first 15 possessions, Memphis scored a bucket. They didn't have a possession without a bucket until the 4:04 minute mark.
5: Yeah, we were watching it unfold, and we we're talk- just talking with the people around us, like this this game's going to go sideways in a hurry. That you can't get any stops. Um, the Jazz won, which is great.
4: But there, there's a button there.
5: Yeah. yeah. How many, how many games can we really rely on the Utah jazz to score 141 points? And to have, what? how many guys, three guys that score 20 points or more, uh, we're uh, near yeah, to you're it. You're
4: right. No, three Gobert had at 21. Conley with 20 Mitchell with 25. Yeah. I mean, that's no, you're not going to get that every night. You're right. It is a defense,
5: uh, a defensive problem. Look, and I thought the defense in the first half was pretty good. Uh, they have a 20 point lead and it just poof gone. vanished yeah it was a gone 43 a
4: point quarter yeah
5: now memphis started hitting outside shots uh, i thought john morant was was well, better at finding he just other people a menace
4: or what eric you got to was see, incredible. you got to see him live does it tell you how fast that guy is from court to court baseline to baseline watching him play you you
5: think that he has a different gear than everybody else huh. like you'll see guys running down the court and he just sprints by him like it's nothing. It's like, wh- why are those guys running so slow?
4: It's not that. It's just John Morant's that fast. I do have one complaint. And and speaking of John Morant, the I'm going to challenge Rudy Gobert at the rim with a monster hammer dunk. And then Rudy Gobert blocking him. I mean, shutting it down. But then the rest of the national media is like, oh, watch John Morant with all the courage and all the intensity to go after Gobert like that. If I were to go into a fight with a grizzly bear, and I and, I, and I'm dumb enough to be like, you know, I'm gonna go fight this grizzly bear and just go one on one with him. Watch <laughs> this, and then him picking me up with his right pinky and chuck me 327 yards into an ocean. Nobody would say, "Hey, what a great and courageous thing you did to go up against the grizzly bear." They would be like, "Hey, moron, <laughs> try a different way." I'm okay. Look, didn't I mean did John Morant show some courage? Yeah. Was it stupid? Yes. We can say it was a dumb idea. It's okay to say that because that was a really dumb idea to go see Gobert at the paint and think you're going to go after him.
5: Well, you know what he said afterwards?
4: No. I'm coming back. I'll be back. Great. I mean, rack up the block account all okay. he wants then. Gobert's like, okay. Yeah, really, really right? <laughs> like, you want to? if you want to come do back, it. I'm here, man. Let's do it. I'm not scared of you. Uh, uh, I. One of the other things that kind of bothered me a little bit, uh, Clarkson had some bad turnovers and some bad decision-making.
6: Couldn't make the three either last night. Yeah,
4: he had trouble with you. He went one of six from deep, went four of 11 from the field, 16 points, uh, six rebounds. He only had one turnover. That's crazy. I thought he had more than that. Um, But just read-wise, I just didn't think he was that great, and it's been a problem, actually, both games one and two. Again, final score, 141-129 series split at one apiece. They play Saturday night. And then we go to an every-other-day schedule, which is just weird.
5: Yeah, I, I thought the Jazz actually were a little better with the turnovers compared to game one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they were crisper. Uh, there were a few times with Donovan in the game, just spacing and understanding who needs to be where. Things were off just a little bit. Just, I mean, that's the nature of not playing with a guy for a month. Um, but uh, I thought actually the Utah Jazz played better with um, you know understanding where they needed to have the passes and how to do things. Turnovers weren't as bad uh, last night. Um, you know Clarkson he is a focus of their defense, but you know six boards out of Clarkson, sixteen points. You know, that's, I'll take that. I'm okay with that. But really the the big takeaway. Well, there's two big takeaways. The difference of having Donovan Mitchell in your lineup, and you got to figure out how to slow down John Morant. I mean, he also had. He he shot 20 free throws.
4: Yeah. Yep. Uh, But
5: that's his game. He's so athletic, he will attack the rim, and he shoots on the way down, which makes it harder for a shot blocker. But he puts pressure on your defense at the rim, which. As a jazz fan and as a jazz organization, you should be okay with that, with yeah. Rudy Gobert being there, but it does open up potential to get Rudy into foul trouble if he's not if he's not careful.
4: Uh, 4034, I text into our ear- earlier conversation. Give me Skyview versus Mountain Christ over Utah State versus San Jose State. I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I mean, uh. It's a rivalry game inside the Valley. It's...
5: It's, yeah. You know, it's what you. It's what, yeah. It's, it's what you're interested yeah, in. exactly. Like for me, I'd rather go see the Utah State game. Yeah. San Jose's an improving football team. They were a good team last year. Won Went it. to a bowl game. Utah State's going to be a better team this year, I think. Yeah. I think that's going to be uh, the game that I'm
4: going to watch. But I'm, I can totally understand if you choose to go to the high yeah. school game. I mean, again, it's it's your it's your uh, selection. Two four one seven one forty to one twenty to one twenty something is an all star game. No defense, or excuse me, an all-star, no defense game. (laughs) It's not false. Uh, 9463, Ja Morant gives me some young MJ vibes. Just those short jumpers and floaters and the ability to spin and jump and stay in the air for an extra entire second longer than anyone else is insane. I hate the rest of the Memphis team, but holy cow, Ja is good and fun to watch. Who would you compare Ja Morant to? Oh,
5: man, that's a good question.
4: I know this gets said a lot. Dwayne Wade is something similar. That's who I, comes to my mind a little but, bit. I mean, but but I feel like John Morant's speed was better than Dwayne Wade's. Oh yeah, coast to coast.
5: I'm, that's I'm trying to think who has this, who had the speed
4: like early Derrick Rose. Has, he has Russell Westbrook speed, Dwayne Wade athleticism, and. I mean, think of someone who's a smart basketball player. I just, I mean, who makes smart decisions on the court. I think of the MVP season of Derrick Rhodes. Oh, dude, that that's a good one. I mean, it, it looks like one.
5: he hangs in the air longer than others. He he really doesn't. But it's because when he releases the ball, he shoots on the way down. down. Uh, Alec yeah. Burks kind of does this yeah. too. Um, And so a shot blocker is when you leap, they're ready to block when you're at your apex. Yeah. And so their hand is moved out of the way, and then you're starting to come down. That's when you, when he shoots the ball. I think the, the thing that the Jazz are looking at, and I think there were some comments on this after the uh, game last night with Coach Quinn Snyder, is, like John Morant's not a great outside shooter. He uses his speed and athleticism to attack the rim. So when it comes to uh, pick and rolls and, and screens, force him to be more of an outside shooter.
4: Yeah. Absolutely, I mean that. That's probably the one time we're okay with going under the screen. I mean, a lot of times you're, I mean, almost religiously you're told go over the screen. That's the one time I'd be like, just go under the screen. I mean, go under the screen. If he wants to drive on you, you already got some space to to give up. But then if I mean, if he doesn't want to take that space and he wants to shoot, by all means, go.
5: When uh, you, you talk about um, the the rest of the team. John Morant versus everybody else on Memphis. Like, Dylan Brooks last night, every time he touched the ball, everybody was booing.
4: Oh, yeah. You could hear that. Yeah.
5: When they did their and – I'll even go earlier. When they did the starting announcements, like when they're announcing the Memphis players, everybody's like, ooh. And then when they get to Brooks, everybody's like, oh, boo. You know, everybody's really into it. But when they
4: announced John Morant, everybody's like, yeah. Yeah, he's a good player. Well, that's what you give for head Mike Conley, dude. You don't headbutt Mike Conley and then think everyone's going to love you. Yeah. Come on, Brooks. But I I was talking to my boys, like, I've been
5: to jazz games when the opponent, an opposing player, has put fifty on the jazz and people stood up and clapped. <laughs> like, it, because that's an impressive performance. And I we were talking, like, is he gonna get to fifty? What do we do if he gets to fifty? Thankfully, I mean, he didn't. He got the
4: forty seven. You know how much that pisses off jazz players though? Like, hey, this guy put up fifty. You know what, dude? Way to go. He put up fifty, and the jazz players are like, uh, Dude, they put up 50 on this. What are you (laughs) clapping for? Um, Let's see here. We got a couple more texts. Let's see. 241. Nope, just kidding. 4034, Rose or prime John Wall for John Morant? Mm -hmm. Again, Rose is a really great comparison. I like that. 1570, the Jazz scored 141 with JC and Bogey struggling. Also, Brooks can't hang with Donovan whatsoever. Now yeah. I agree on both ends. Oh,
5: he was... But Mitchell was talking smack. Oh, dude. He knew what yeah. was going on. And you you know, can't hang with me. I
4: think Brooks <laughs> knew that was coming, too. Like, when Donovan Mitchell stepped on the court, it was like, dude, no one holds a better grudge than Donovan Mitchell. And he remembers everything. So when he was like... When he came on the court, it was like, hey, Brooks, I'm back.
5: Yeah, I, I don't know that I would ca- uh, characterize Bogey as struggling. Um, he's only one for five from three. But I, I thought that he... He did a good job of recognizing mismatches defensively on yeah. him, and he'd back him down or he'd go to the rim. I thought Bogey had a pretty decent game.
4: The shooting, though, like you have him to spread the court for shooting, and he's going 1-5, of five, Eric. That's, that's not great. No,
5: but look, he's because of what happened to him earlier in the year, he's recognizing that when my outside shot isn't going down, I have other things I need to do to get offense going to help my team instead of just being a spot-up shooter. So that, that's what I love about how Bogdanovich has evolved as a player over the last six weeks. Because I mean, as a team, the Jazz shot the three really well.
4: Would they shoot as a team? 19 of 39. Wow. Again, final score, 141-129. Jazz beat the Grizzlies. We split it one apiece Saturday night, 7.30, tip-off, mountain time. They then turn around and play Memorial Day? Is that right? I got to look at the schedule here. I believe... Yeah,
5: Memorial Day at 7.30 on TNT.
4: Okay. Oh, so it is okay. TNT Memorial Day. All right.
5: ESPN on Saturday, but then on TNT on Monday. And then it shifts uh, back to Utah on Wednesday, June 2nd. And they haven't set a time yet for that.
4: I think they're going to wait to see what happens with the rest of the series in the NBA playoffs.
5: So a game five will be necessary. Yep. But we'll, how many beyond that will be necessary? So, he, we don't know.
4: So Eric, I I expected us to get beat in one of these in one of these games. I didn't expect it to be game one. We win one forty one one twenty nine against in game two. How worried are you though going through the rest of the series right now for the Utah Jazz going to Memphis? Split at one apiece. Yeah, I think
5: it's still a, a this is a, not a team to be overlooked at all. I mean Brooks is that scoring option? He can be. I mean he's... Struggled. He still had 23 points. Yeah, Brooks is still. Didn't feel like it, but he had 23 points. Valanchunas proving to be a good big man who can not necessarily go toe to toe with Rudy, but pretty darn close. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, when you got somebody like John Morant who can break down a defense and he's so fast and all the attention is on him, that's what really happened in the third quarter. All the attention was on him. All these other guys were like wide open. Um, And so. Just with somebody with that level of talent and speed and ability, it it creates a lot of other things for other guys. So Utah still has to figure out a way to 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 slow him down a little bit. I think they they proved last night that John Morant can go off for forty seven points. The Jazz are still going to win.
4: <laughs> hey, is it so? Is that the key? Is that let Jar get what he wants and know he's going to get what he wants? Everyone else just contain it. Is that what you do the rest of the way?
5: Well, I think they'll still try to play straight up defense with everybody else. But if, if John Morant can't create for you, that team doesn't have a lot of other options. Yeah,
4: that's a good point. That's absolutely a great point. Uh, other scores in yesterday's games Philadelphia now is a 2 0 series lead over Washington, blowing them out by 25. 120 to 95 is your final score. Uh, New York gets a great win over Atlanta. That series is split at one apiece. I love vintage Madison Square Garden. And I would and I told a friend this last night, in fact, I think I was out to dinner with Cody and a couple other people. I I said this last night. I said, I think Kobe Bryant would have rather heard the chance that Trey Young was getting than the MVP chance. If he had to choose, he would have took the hate chance over the MVP chance, just because I mean, so many people have got the MVP chance in New York, and even opponents. Michael Jordan got it, LeBron got it, Kobe got it, you know. But how many people get told, and I'm not gonna repeat it. But get told from, I mean, how many fans were inside that MSG arena, inside of the mecca of, uh, of, of sports arenas in the country, and get told what Trey got told. And I think Trey fed off of that extremely well.
5: I, I heard that, well, I saw they were passing around papers to say uh, Trey is balding. Uh, and there had a few other chants that they wanted to uh, make sure everybody knew what, what was going on. That's awesome. So, That's yeah, so cool. great. And it, look, it's just this whole experience about it's so great having fans at these games again. Mm-hmm. And it's just a different level of electricity and excitement. And people talk about home court advantage. How much does it really mean in the NBA anymore? I think the biggest thing is that it helps those, we've talked about this, those rotation guys play play better. They get up a little bit more. And they have bigger games, and uh, it, it's it does make a difference. It
4: absolutely does. And you know what? You said it two, three weeks before the regular season, and you said home court advantage would matter with fans, and you'll see the effect. I didn't believe you. Dude, you can absolutely see the effect that fans have on the players' energy, both away and home teams. It, it's great. You were you were absolutely right. Tonight's games will be five thirty. Uh, Milwaukee, Miami, get it on. Milwaukee is just cruising in this series right now. They're up 2-0. Sam got a few minutes in in uh, in game two. We'll see if they can uh, try to avoid the dreaded 3-0 deficit. Phoenix and Lakers are split at one apiece. That's 8 o'clock on TNT. The night capper on NBA TV, Denver, and Portland. Excuse me, that series is also split at one apiece. Eric, let me ask you. Excuse me, let me ask you. Lakers, Phoenix, or Denver, Portland. Which series ends quicker?
5: Ooh, uh, it might depend on uh, uh, Chris Paul's shoulder.
4: Oh, man, isn't that a bummer?
5: Look, look, their game the other night, not having Chris Paul available in the fourth quarter, that Phoenix Suns team just didn't really know what to do offensively. They didn't know how to run their offense. They're set, they just they had this during in the headlights look that Lakers' defense was making it tough. And without that floor leader, that veteran who has seen a lot and understands really just how to run things and and get everybody settled down, they really missed that. And that's when the Lakers really started to separate themselves. So it may come down to how healthy is Chris Paul's shoulder. And if he can't play, it could be a short series. Um, Nuggets and Trailblazers, I I think that one goes a little bit longer than the, uh, the Phoenix one.
4: How much trouble... You know what's crazy? Like, what Jokic can do on the floor. Because when I saw game one, I saw a Denver lineup without a point guard that can't stop L- Lillard or McCollum. And then all of a sudden, in game two, it flips around. Like, Denver comes out a little bit more aggressive defensively. Jokic is hitting his shots. He's playing great defense. He's getting great support from MP Jr., who was really, really good in game two, Eric. Uh, and I, I'm with you. I, I just... I. I I think Denver is, is still, like, you still have to try to put up with Damien and CJ McCollum as two guards who can score at will whenever they want, and that's tough. I mean, that is a tough path to go, and I, I, I still think Portland wins. that thing six or seven, I'm not sure, but I still I think Portland comes out of that one. This lakers Suns series could get really good. Even a, even a 70% Chris Paul is still good enough for the Suns team. My question is now, one, can AD handle a grueling seven-game series like this, which it could go, uh, and can the supporting cast do more? You're getting something from Dennis Schroeder, Alex Caruso's hit or miss. Kyle Kuzma's been same thing, almost even as worse. It's been LeBron, it's been AD, um, and it's been Schroeder, and that's about it right now. Uh, Andre Drummond's been good when he's not worried about the refs, but I... <laughs> And I think, I think that series goes six or seven, it's full, and I think it's going to be a grinding series for, for both teams.
2: Yeah.
5: Uh, and I'm with you. Anthony Davis came out and played with uh, with intensity and yeah. purpose yeah. in game two. to be there. But he
4: has a history of not doing that I'm every game. Exactly. Consistent. I would totally agree. Consistency has been his biggest problem at all his career, too. And it's not just the playoff. It is his whole entire career.
5: But on the flip side, I would give that same criticism of uh, Booker. Booker for Phoenix, he had a couple periods where he was
4: disappeared. He didn't even know he was on the team. Yeah. Like, look, this is the playoffs, man. And I think, and and you know, the number two team in the NBA. I was listening to uh, Dan Patrick, and they brought up a great point. They said, with Chris Paul not being 100%, Devin Booker has a chance to put something on his name. Like, hey, I'm a legit player that I can be a threat. He has that opportunity. He needs to take advantage of it. He can score. He can play. He needs to prove it though. I need to see him prove it against a good Lakers team. That's what I want to see here.
5: Yeah, I agree. Cuz there there were stretches where he he was on the court but you didn't know he was on the oh,
4: court. Oh no, yeah, no idea. And Chris Paul's trying to, you know, put, you know, trying to be a playmaker and, and and find open looks and Devin Booker's either standing alone on the wing doing nothing or not setting a screen. Um I'd like to see Devin Booker be more engaged, and the Suns need Devin Booker to be more engaged, without a doubt.
5: Yeah, I mean, he scored 31 in game two.
4: But what did he shoot?
5: But he was 7 of 17.
4: let see, it's not great. Uh, He was
5: a minus 16 in the plus minus. Oh. Oh. uh, There were were long stretches where he just wasn't there, and when he was, he's a dynamic player. Oh, he's he's, phenomenal. He made a lot of things happen for his team. He's phenomenal. He can't just disappear for a half.
4: All right, we're going to take a break. Come back, we'll talk more NBA basketball. Plus, we have our pick six that's coming up as well here on the Full Court Press 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The fan.
8: The Preston Golf and Country Club is now taking registration for their summer junior golf program. These programs include an eight-week long group lesson for beginner and advanced players, plus also a summer youth league that includes nine holes of golf each week, a treat, prizes, a PGA Junior League team, and small group lessons as well. Cost for the eight-week program is $70 per child. Lessons start June 9th and are eight consecutive Wednesdays. Register by calling the Pro Shop at 208-852-2408. All groups will be taught by John Van Fleet Certified PGA Professional.
1: The Elements lunch menu is full of delicious items prepared with a personal touch at an affordable price. Elements
4: wood-fired pizzas and calzones are an excellent choice for lunch that include barbecue chicken, classic pepperoni,
2: or the whiteout with garlic cream, parmesan, house ricotta, and fresh mozzarella. From batter to order halibut with seasoned fries to the fan favorite, Thai shrimp curry and more. Lunch at Elements is also available for takeout, casual or professional. Open Monday through Saturday
8: for lunch and dinner. Visit theelementsrestaurant.com for reservations.
7: This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. It's time for our annual spring event. This is an event 51 years in the making. Stop by this Saturday and say big on kitchen packages and GE Appliance deals for the whole house. We just received in a new load of scratch and dents from Whirlpool and GE, plus a freezer blowout. Enter to win a drawing for a freezer and get balloons for the kids. Listen for the live radio broadcast Saturday. That's the huge spring event at Daryl's Appliance where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road.
2: This, keep it on the download. here, is the Dan Patrick Show. I think that they should do weight division, like boxing, heavyweight, light, heavy. If you had weight divisions, and let's say... Those over 235 pounds are in the heavyweight division. You'd be hard-pressed to find somebody, probably in the world, faster than DK Metcalf at that at that sign. Dan Patrick. The
3: Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It's the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
4: Full Court Press, Eric Franson, Amaje Salves, and Cody Olsen along with us for the ride. Thank you so much for being a part of it as well. 435-339-0321 to get in your text for the Full Court Press. Again, 435-339-0321. A couple of texts that came through, Eric. Uh, Leon Rose texted, how much value does it add to Sam Merrill being a first-year player and being able to play in the playoffs, even if it is minimal minutes?
5: How much value does it add? I don't know. I mean, it's a good experience for him. It's it's a good experience. Sure. I mean, does it, but does it add value to his bottom line to the, to the team? Like, are they going to look at, wow, he played three minutes of garbage time and our blowout playoff victory over the, over the Miami heat. No, I, I don't think they really look at that too much, but sure. Yes. Getting playoff time definitely is huge. I mean, those are, those are big benefits to be able to have that experience is good for him. Um he understands okay, it's a playoff game. But look, he gets in when it's garbage time. I, I, he got in when it was garbage time in the regular season. So was this garbage time different than a garbage time back in March? I don't know that it really was that different. I mean, it's a part he's part of the team, he's part of the experience and the practices and the behind the scenes and the prep and how does he do in improving his game and does he does he get more minutes than just in garbage time? Yeah. I mean, that's his goal. Does yeah. showing up when it's a thirty-point blowout for the last couple of minutes? How much value does that add to a player? I don't know. How much does it add when it, the same situation played out on April? But sure, it's great that he got in, made a shot. He's doing something,
4: so it's it, yeah, good for him. Happy for him. Absolutely. One five seven zero about the popcorn incident last night was Russell Westbrook. He's walking in the locker room with a limp ankle. A fan dumps popcorn on him. Uh, He's been banned from all games, including all events within Wells Fargo Arena. One five seven zero text in the popcorn incident was not great to see, and I hear all this talk about these fans should be punished, and that if the shoe was on the other foot, and all that stuff. But why wasn't there a bigger issue with James Harden smacking the phone out of a Jazz fan's hand? Should work both ways. Don't get me wrong. That stuff should not be allowed at all with fans, but there is definitely a double standard. See, and, and that's the other thing I have. Like, Dylan Brooks chomping at the fans the way he does. Um, If he, I mean, like, for example, if a fan uses inappropriate language to the player, they're booting out the fan out of the yeah, game.
5: Yeah, absolutely.
4: If Dylan Brooks turns around and drops the F-bomb towards a fan, there's nothing said. Nobody does anything. It's like, oh, well, that was funny. Ha-ha, <laughs> look at him all fired up.
5: Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> language back and forth is one thing. I mean, what that language is certainly matters too. If it's if it's racial, if it's you know threats to your person, I mean, that's that, that's that crosses a line. But actually, physically connecting with them somehow, whether throwing something on them, uh, spitting on them, that crosses a line. Should there be a standard if they? Are swatting things out of your hands? Yeah, I think there should be. Yeah, Harden did get get off without hardly anything. That is that is inappropriate.
4: Yeah, I, and I would agree. And I mean, I, it's
5: not like the fan like jumped in front of him and wouldn't get out of his way, and he's sticking his phone in his face. Yeah, it was. To the standing, side,
4: and he's just holding his. Yeah, phone. He's in his chair, sticking his phone out, just recording him as he walks by. Uh, I do. It's crazy how many incidents Westbrook's been with, through with fans. He had the Philadelphia fan who flipped him off like three years ago. And then he had the, which was actually kind of, I had more, I had more laughed at it than I just thought it was hilarious. Uh, and then you had the uh, racial comments from the fan from Utah towards Westbrook. And then you have the popcorn incident last night, which way was really stupid on that fan's part. Like, what are you thinking, man? It was stupid. But look, Russell Westbrook, I was
5: thinking about this the other day. Okay. Did you have, you have any younger siblings or are you the youngest? Uh, No, I have a
4: younger uh, brother and sister.
5: Okay. Did they ever like do stuff because they knew they could get a reaction out of you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've got a younger brother that did that to me as a kid. I've got kids, a uh, youngest kid who does that to one of his older siblings. It's like people are like this towards Russell Westbrook because they know he like blows up and he gets all dramatic and. It's Because yeah, you know you can but, but people it, will egg pe- other's on just because they know they will get a reaction okay, out of you. Okay, but
4: that's fine, but you don't have to pour popcorn on freaking the top of the guy's no, head. No,
5: that's true. Like that, that that's that's does way cross you do the line. It.
4: That's be like, "Hey Westbrook, you can't shoot a 3." <laughs>
5: like hey, I know I'm going to get a reaction out of you if I throw uh, I throw a 2 by 4 across yeah. your face. Well, yeah.
4: Like that crosses a line. I mean, tell him that Ben Simmons is a better shooter than him from 3. Something like that. Don't dump a I mean, why would you waste popcorn first of all? Popcorn is a <laughs> A snack, my God. And if you had to buy it's it at true. the
5: arena, that probably cost you 12 bucks.
4: Yeah, maybe 15. I mean, if you put <laughs> butter on top of it and some salt, I mean, you're going to dump the whole entire thing of salt on there, knowing you, Eric. But I just, I mean, I don't, <laughs> don't, don't freaking dump, don't do dumb things as fans. Please don't spit on a player. That's stupid. By the way, that fan's also been banned from Madison Square Garden. That genius. They have cameras. You're not stupid. And by the way, when that fan dumped the popcorn, everybody pointed towards the fan. Everyone's like, (laughs) yeah, this guy, that guy, guy, it it was him. Right there. there. He's the one that has the bucket of popcorn with no popcorn in it. You see him? Yeah. Just stupid. I mean, and and granted, no love. No love. No love. I'm so great. You know, here, look, Eric, I know we want to do a live show every now and then or someday down the road, but sometimes I'm glad we don't because I feel like someone would throw like lettuce at me. Like we're at a restaurant, you know, doing a show and someone chucks the burger at my face with sauce on it. Just full fledged. I get the bun and the cheese, and the, they don't even keep the bun on there. The, the bun would slide off just before the bun, it hits yeah, you. Exactly. And, I mean, I'm getting clocked with pepper jack cheese, mustard, mayo, fry sauce, pickles, onions, and lettuce. No lie, I'm like way hungry. I haven't eaten since this morning. Four zero eight six. Does anybody remember that time when uh, our student body threw a pack of gum on the court at the at the ref, and Stu got on the microphone and said, "Hey, knock that blank off." It was the hamburger, wasn't it? Was I, it a hamburger? Yeah, it was a hamburger. Was it in the...
6: I can't remember. It was,
4: was I too young? May, I don't know, zero86 maybe help me out here, because I may, maybe this is a different incident, too. I think it was in the Hawaii game in the NIT, when I think it was Tony Brown's last game as an Aggie, and someone chucked a cheeseburger on the floor, and he grabbed the mic over and said, hey, knock that sh- off. And everyone, everyone went dead silent. Everyone was like, oh, no. Daddy's mad. <laughs> Sometimes, like,
6: George Yang. You just, just got to make a statement, you know? Just clock someone in the face, like. By the way, throw wait, a cheeseburger a. on the floor. Okay,
4: you know what? Speak- I got a venting session about George Yang. I want to get excited. out of my head. I was my bad, Eric. I it up. That was my Rudy bad. Rudy Gobert gets a massive block on John Morant on that attempted dunk. Out of all the people's hands it could have landed in, it lands in the freaking Italian medallion guy's hands, and he throws up a contested three. From like thirty-two feet out, what are you doing, man? And he has this—I think he grazed the side of the backboard.
5: It—it it was a really bad shot. I, I think somebody I got a piece of it. Cussing
4: him out. I was like, "You moron!" Because if he shoot hits that, that shot, though,
5: that oh, place like the roof oh, yeah. oh, would explode. He get,
4: but he ain't hitting that. Jordan Clarkson's hitting that. Joe Ingles maybe hits that. Donovan Mitchell's making that. George Yang is not making that three. No. Gal, dude, that it's crap like that, Eric. <laughs> it's crap like that that just makes me live. And in fact, some uh, someone had tweeted out because I was six minutes late. Someone had tweeted out, uh, "Hey, you're six minutes late. That means you have to uh, throw up six compliments of George Nying. <laughs> and I was like, "That's that's not happening. Uh, I I can't do this." Uh, that's great. Uh, let's see nine four six three. When and where is your next live show? Asking for a friend. I'll show you cheap. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. No appetizers at the face, please. Make him soft food if you're going to throw it at me.
5: Only ripe tomatoes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And and make sure they don't hit the ground so I can actually eat it after. Keep it on the
6: table. That's just just try to say. catch like, it. If you throw stuff at me, just make sure like in three second rule. I was, yeah, right
4: yeah. Now, like man. just make sure I can keep it on the table. Then I can take it home. Eat. I can get the I can get a doggy bag, throw it in, pile it in. And I, I I got dinner for the night. At this point, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. I'll, left to is eating. That. I just love that. I'll show you cheap. <laughs> God. Hey, uh, Eric. Okay, uh, I have to ask you this. I the net Celtics series is becoming beyond a joke. Uh, the Healthy Nets. You're seeing what a Healthy Nets team looks like. And it is mean. Is this team beatable? Like, Boston is getting torched right now because if Kevin Durant gets 25, James Harden gets 26, and Kyrie Irving gets 15, that's almost 75. I mean, you're close to almost 75 points between three players. And that doesn't include Joe Harris. This they're, is incredible. They're
5: so lethal. Oh!
4: <laughs> How do you how do you guard a team like that?
5: Well, uh, yeah, physically, uh, I, I think you, you you do what you can to disrupt their movement, uh, get them off um, off track, uh, off off their route, if you will, to use a, a football term, um, take away their space. Um, uh, Boston's not the team to do it. Philadelphia could be the team to do it. Milwaukee, the way they're playing, could be the team to do it.
4: I don't know. Oh, I don't know. They're
5: tough. Oh, It'll take a, a big concerted,
4: <laughs> it's incredible physical isn't it, defensive though? effort. It's amazing watching those three on the court. It's like, oh, that's what it looks like, huh? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, four oh eight. See, four oh eight. Well, and what's disappointing is they've known this. Yeah. And they've just been casually going about it. Yeah. Just
5: yeah. it's a term I want to use, but I can't on the radio. <laughs> uh, just you know, uh, squandering away the regular season because they don't care. Yeah. And. Just get the three of us together
4: in the playoffs, and we'll be fine. And we'll be fine. It worked. 4086. Maybe a hamburger. What about the time we were playing Boise and some Yahoo threw some Gosler's milk on the court, resulting in a Boise player tearing his ACL. What? I didn't know this. I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all.
5: Dude, that is, I mean. I mean, there used to be times at Utah State where people would stay standing and they'd clap until the first basket were made. And then that kind of involved to. Then they'd throw toilet paper up into the crowd, but sometimes it would go onto the court. They'd have to stop the game to clear the court. <laughs> and then it became like this routine that people would throw crap onto the mind. court. Yeah. Uh,
4: 6891, sorry off the subject, but do you know if Hawaii is coming to town for football this year? No, I don't think we play Hawaii this year, right? If yeah, I'm, do do? Oh, we do play. It's at home because we don't go to Hawaii this year. I think we go in two years, if I'm not mistaken.
5: Uh that that's just a television. I thought schedule. it was on here. Yeah, it's not on there. I
4: think that's gonna be on Hawaii. Um I'll yeah, I, I believe they do go to who or no, they just mean Hawaii does come here. They do, October thirtieth. Halloween Eve. We got Hawaii at home. Nice. Uh let's see five seven six three. Hey, George Ningus has a three point percentage of excuse me, three point make percentage of forty two point five on the season. Just saying. It's true. Okay, you guys just calm down. He was fifty percent? Last night. I'm going to slap you. Don't encourage our listeners. Why do you do that? You had one really bad look. And it was that one. It I, think somebody, it really it. It I think somebody got a hand on it. It was a horrible time to shoot it, I think somebody got a hand on it because it was so bad. Oh, I don't care. 2417. Boston is not as good as their record. Let's see what they do against Philly.
5: Yeah, I agree. Boston is a sinking ship.
4: 4086. Uh, yes, we are.
5: I think it's in reference to the Hawaii.
4: Yep. Uh, 6891, oh, thank you, yeah, no, you're welcome Alright, we gotta take a break, we're gonna get to Pick 6 That's all coming up next year on the uh, 106.9 FM 1390 AM The Fan The
8: Preston Golf and Country Club is now taking registration for their summer junior golf program. These programs include an eight-week-long group lesson for beginner and advanced players, plus also a summer youth league that includes nine holes of golf each week, a treat, prizes, a PGA Junior League team, and small group lessons as well. Cost for the eight-week program is $70 per child. Lessons start June 9th and are eight consecutive Wednesdays. Register by calling the Pro Shop at 208-852-2408. All groups will be taught by John Van Fleet Certified PGA Professional. Here's Chad, the Lawn Doctor, with a tip for your lawn. Summer temps are here, the grass is seeding out, and the lawns have gotten stressed. With that being said, we'd like to introduce our new two-service soil enrichment program to help increase the size and number of roots in your grass,
5: which allows the plant to better use both the water and nutrients that are there, improving the health of the plant and helping the stress of this time of year.
8: Fertilizer, weed, and pest control.
0: Call the Lawn Doctor at 753-LAWN or go to LawnDoctorCashValley.com. Cache Valley is absolutely beautiful. It's always fun to be outdoors. And now is the time to let the Allergy Clinic inside the Cache Valley Hospital help with venom testing for spring and summer. The Allergy Clinic offers testing and treatment to life-threatening stings from honeybees, yellow jackets, white-faced hornets, yellow hornets, and wasps. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cache Valley a full-time allergy clinic in two locations, Providence and inside the Cache Valley Hospital. The Allergy Clinic accepts most insurances, including SelectMed. Call the Allergy Clinic at 753-7880, 753 753- 7880. The Al Sporting Goods Outdoor Expo is going on now. Many bike shops have no inventory. Your Al Sporting Goods has thousands in stock and ready to go, including the hard-to-find e-bikes. Bike tailgate pads, $79. Bucks. Camelback hydration packs and bottles up to 60% off. Clothing from the best brands like Nike, North Face, Patagonia, Cool, Columbia, Roxy, and Billabong. Al's lifetime basketball hoop headquarters. Every hoop is on sale. Lawn games like Can Jam, Spikeball, and Crossnet. Doorbusters like Mummy Sleeping Bags, 20 bucks. Blackstone Griddles, $39.99. It's the Outdoor Expo at Owl's Sporting Goods, 1075 North Main. Every sport, every season.
2: There's a lot of strain on various industries right now. Supply stretched thin as demand is at an all-time high. If you are building or remodeling and are looking for ideas for stone to face your home, it's crazy. Coldwater Stone and Tree Modern and Castellite and Logan want to take that frustration and challenge away from you. They are a local homegrown business with stone products made by Coldwater and sold by Castellite. Stop in and make your choice today for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go, online at castellite.com. They can put your logo on it because that's what they do at the Logo
4: Shop. They can put your logo on anything from pens and mugs to golf balls and clocks. The Logo Shop is also the place for your team shirts and uniforms. So if your team wants to look good, call the Logo Shop and order your team uniforms today. Colors, logo, and everything else looking just like you want it to. Get your team shirts and uniforms from the Logo Shop. Call them to get a bid or just drop by 40 South Main in Logan. The Logo Shop. The
0: Logo stop. The Logo Shop.
2: Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. The health insurance marketplace has reopened. This special enrollment period is available to everyone. If you have been adversely affected by COVID, lost coverage, need to make a change, or simply want to enroll, now is the time we can help. Call 752-9493 to find out how much you could save. More tax credits are being offered. Greater cost sharing and coverage could start as soon as the first. Go to lssins.com or call 752-9493
3: It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com
4: And the crazy part about that, Eric, is because here's the difference between last year. He's getting reps. Jordan Love is actually getting reps in practice. So now it's not like, well, who the crap is this kid? It's, oh, this kid can make a throw. Oh, this kid can play. Oh, see, look what happens when we actually give him live seven-on-seven action.
5: And when you can actually have a spring to help develop him.
4: Oh, yeah, it makes a difference. What do you know?
5: Uh, We're just commenting the ESPN lead story on their NFL page is about Jordan Love and showing signs of progress. So great that, look, this is his time. He needs to uh, take advantage of it. and looks like he is. Yeah, as he should be Last year, because of the pandemic, he didn't have the spring development. Uh, He came in in the fall and it's just, we got to go for games. We got Aaron Mm -hmm. Rodgers. Let's just go, go, go. And then all this craziness over the last uh, two months, Jordan Love's just on the sidelines like, I just want to play. Yeah. And so now he's getting opportunities to practice. And I think it's helping kind of calm things down in Green Bay. Exactly. Maybe even yeah. giving a little more ammunition to that front office. Like, you
4: know, this Jordan
5: kid. Yeah. Okay.
4: Aaron, you wanted to go? Great. See you later. Yeah. All right. Time to get to our pick six. You all know the drill. Three. Uh, actually, we have nine lines. Pick six plus a field goal. Our uh, producer, Cody, will participate. Uh, I won on this last week. So I get to uh, choose. You won? I won. I lost. You lost. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go this route. Cody will choose first, and then Eric, and then me last on the choices. On I, the will, picks. I will choose the questions first? No, you, you have to buy, choose your answer first.
6: Oh, okay. Well, then I'll do your guys'. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, let's go here. I don't know. I don't remember whose was whose, so sucks to suck if you go first, I guess. <laughs> uh, game three, uh, Brooklyn over Boston. Uh, Brooklyn is 15 and a half point favorites.
4: I'm setting the line of 15.5, Brooklyn over Boston in game three. Cody, over or under?
6: Uh, I'm going over, as in Brooklyn will beat them
4: for more than 15. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go over.
5: All Brooklyn right. still wins, but yeah, it'll be the first game in Boston. They'll have a little bit of emotion. I'll try to keep it close.
6: All right, uh, game three. Uh, who will have more points, Luca or Leonard? Um, I'm going to go and say Luca will have more points.
5: That's a good one. Based on how he's playing, I have to take Luca. I want to say Leonard. I do, but I can't.
4: Yeah, it. I mean, it's in Dallas, dude. I'm taking Luca. Yeah.
6: All right, and then we got a plus uh, an over under on the plus minus on PG13 pandemic P versus Dallas. Um, I'm gonna go. You know what? Well, what's the line? It's it's three and a half. Sorry about that. Three and a half. I'm going to go over.
5: So by saying over, it would be...
6: Better
4: than a three and a half. Better better than
5: than three and a half. Better than three and a half. Yep. I'm going to go under.
4: I'm going to go under as well. All right.
6: All right. Moving on here. Uh, Ajay, you're going to be answering these ones next, okay? Okay. Uh, George and Yang, three-pointers, set at two and a half, over and under. This next game, Saturday.
4: That's a good line. Over. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm going to go under. Eric?
2: I'm going to go
7: over.
6: Over. All right. Yankees home runs versus the Tigers series. Line Ooh. set it at 11 and a half, Ajay.
4: How many games? It's a series. It's three uh, games. Three game series. In Detroit. Detroit doesn't have great pitching. 11 and a half in a three-game series? Yep. I'm going to go under. I, too, will go under.
2: I'm going to go over.
4: Hey, on that George Nang uh, threes, is that made or attempted? Makes. Made threes. Okay. Made right. threes. Uh, last one uh, for you, you, Ajay. Real Salt Lake versus
6: Minnesota United FC. This is straight up. Uh, Real. I'm going to go Minnesota.
5: I'm going to go RSL.
6: All right, getting into these last ones over here before our tiebreaker. Um, I guess Eric will be answering these ones next. Uh, Eric, who will score more points uh, in the next upcoming game, uh, Devin Booker or Anthony Davis in the Suns LA game?
5: Ooh. Uh, Series shifts to Los Angeles. Um, I'm going to say Devin Booker.
4: Okay. I'm going to say Anthony Davis.
6: I'm going to go AD as well. All right, Eric. Who wins the series? What is the series uh, going to be at the record? I guess. Um, who wins the series tomorrow? This is a game seven versus the Minnesota Wild and the Las Vegas Knights. They play tomorrow, I believe.
5: There's a game seven.
6: Game seven. Yep. Who's going to win this series? So, who Who's- wins
5: the series? The Knights or
6: Minnesota? Minnesota.
5: I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Golden
6: Knights.
4: I'm going to go Minnesota. I'm going
6: to go Las Vegas. Okay, there's our last one here. Um, what is the correct series record for the end of this weekend um, for the Denver-Portland series? They have two games this weekend. The series is tied 1-1. Ooh, good question.
5: Mm. Uh, I'm going to say it'll be 2-2. Okay,
4: Ajay? We're in Portland, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna say two two. I'm going three one Portland. <laughs> Ooh.
6: Okay, and then here's our tiebreaker before we head off the air. Um next game between Philadelphia and the Wizards. Uh Philadelphia is favored by six and a half points. Are you taking the over or the under Eric. Over. Under. I'm going over. All right, boys.
4: You got 50 seconds. Uh, That was fun. Probably going to lose. I don't feel really confident right now about my picks, to be very honest. Those were good questions. Yeah, those were good.
5: Like last week, I am going to run away and not be around to find out my results.
4: Oh, yeah, you won't be here, huh?
6: (laughs) We'll send some loan sharks (laughs) after you. (laughs) I
5: will make sure you guys get taken care of uh, by tomorrow for what happened last week.
4: Uh, Denver Portland tonight. Who you got?
5: Uh, I think I think Portland. Me too. Equals it or gets back on track a little bit. Yeah, me too. I it's in them. their home. They'll have. I don't know how many fans they they're, they're going to allow there though. I don't know how many fans are allowing in their game. But I think they come out with a little bit more fire.
4: All right, come back with you a Friday of the full court press tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye. Well.